eventually. It's all gonna come out. So, so the topic will come talking about, about things. The pre enchilada podcast. That's Just what this is because we have Travis and Alexis here. Finally, because we have record. Yeah, I started recording. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and uh, we we agree that we're just going to dive in here because. Did you catch Travis saying the pre enchilada? No, podcast? I wish I would have because we're uh, like, what are we going to podcast about? What should we start with? And we're like, well, it can't be that long because we got to get upstairs and put the enchiladas together. And so Travis said it's the pre enchilada podcast. So that's what it is. So, but you started after that. Yeah, I didn't right, get it. Well, time. everybody missed that that nugget, but that was good. Oh, we also came up with a name for when we do these conversational podcasts because Travis and Alexis are going to get back on track with like <laughs> coming up really. here regularly, but um, we're going to video them like so you can see everybody sitting down talking and Travis, what is our name we have? So for short, it's the B3, the yep. Biblical <laughs> Basement Broadcast. Yeah. Biblical Basement <laughs> Broadcast. Broadcast like that. Isn't That's that a, perfect though? It sounds like a network. That should be. So when we get rich and famous one day, that's what our, our like network. production studios will be. Look out, the TBN. B3. I think it'll be because we'll still be at our basement, hiding and infamous here in a little <laughs> yeah. bit, right? So it'll definitely be the basement broadcast because that's the only place we'll be able to be. So like you guys know that phrase, the whole enchilada. Yeah. I just keep thinking if it's the pre enchilada podcast, <laughs> does that mean it's like podcast light and then we go make dinner and then we come down and then it's like the, the whole, whole enchilada. enchilada. Yeah. So part two <laughs> podcast, keep an eye out for the whole enchilada. And now that everybody's the, hungry, the post I don't really think that anybody's going to be able to move after dinner. <laughs> That's <Awesome. true>. it's <laughs> really... Yeah, what what is it? The sour cream enchiladas? Sour cream chicken so enchiladas. Very heavy. Oh, they're so heavy. Cream cheese rice. and yeah. all the things in there. Yeah, we're all gonna be laid out on the couch here in a minute. Smelled pretty good. So praise God for taste buds. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. And, and for those that may have lost their taste buds recently, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why the the green chilies that I wanted weren't available because if it was Probably. absolutely perfect, we just would like kill that's both true. pans of enchiladas. That's true. Travis and Alexis and family are back, and COVID didn't kill them. So, well, and that's God where I that. think this could kind of almost be like how we used to do like the rapid fire mm-hmm. topics, but oh, don't we don't worry, even. I've, but we I've, don't even need to pull anything up because oh. they're just well, like life. I, I went ahead and brought up life? Judge Report just to see if there was no, anything. Okay. Well, but think though. I mean, look at the the intro to your guys' Sunday sermons. I think Brandon and Travis both end up spending. 15 yeah, to 30, 45 minutes uh, talking about just <laughs> current events current events before you even can get into yeah, well, you know, at because at some point. I don't know if you know this, but that's like all Travis talks about. He does not talk about anything, anything else. Yeah, it's I basically know. the Bible and like everything that's depressing and wrong in the world yep. <laughs> because that's all there is. Come yeah. on now. I mean, that's literally what I do every day. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's also why we have a podcast because we said here, husbands, talk with somebody. But I else. think that's such a challenge in the world that we live in today. Just, I mean, it's one thing that you have to be aware of. Just yeah. recognizing the challenges that we have, uh, even try attempting to preach the truth or even speak any sort of truth in this environment is is well very, because that's what difficult. it is. Everybody goes, well, just tell me the good things. I just want to hear the good things. Like the good things is Jesus is coming. End of story. Yeah. But I do feel like that there needs to be a balance right now. Like it's so for people who are on the podcast that that aren't maybe in the group. I was recently diagnosed with a type of lupus called discoid lupus, which basically is lupus of the skin. 
one of the main triggers for it is stress. Mm-hmm. And so I was literally <laughs> telling Travis on the way up here, I'm like, it's your fault because all you do is talk about stressful things and you stress me out, man. Guilty. But they like, shouldn't be stressful stop. because the more and more you hear them, the more and more it's like sweet. Well, I'm not but so, this. but here's the thing though, like 1130 at night when I wanted to be in bed two hours ago is not necessarily when I need to be getting fired up over <laughs> all of the horrible, like, and I'm terrible about that government <laughs> issues. Hey, you try, Brandon will do that. I'll be doing my last, like starting the dishwasher, doing the things. And he comes in with his phone and he's like, you know what? Uh, and he goes through this like dissertation right. on this. And I'm like, honey, I'm. I'm already I'm see. Like it's not just right me. It's it's because I'm yeah. like, listen. You need to. It's not that I don't want to hear what you have to say. I just I need to be able to shut my brain down, and I'm not like you, where I can just lay down and completely pass out. So every time he talks to me, that's two hours after that before I can fall asleep. So it's like two a.m. before I'm willing to fall asleep or able to fall asleep. Yeah, not willing. I really want to fall asleep. I've been willing to fall asleep um, since about five thirty. So, so I think there's a difference between you know, it's not that I'm necessarily stressed out over the events, but gotcha. here's the thing: anybody who's been, I don't know, you control it pretty well when you're doing your your teachings on Sundays, but like Travis gets fired up, mm-hmm. and so the most stressful thing in my life is when he's super stressed out. And so then I get like automatically tense because I'm like, oh no, how Why upset is he going to be? Why do you think my husband's office is in the basement? Right. Because oh, he so does this all and day. It's just, like, it's, go down there. Well, my favorite is when they were both watching The Chosen. Oh That's my so God. Bad. Oh God. And you guys, <laughs> well, topic number one. Okay, topic let me write that. One. Okay, let's do that. Let's go through that. Oh, so you both, well, we, I mean, you men. Been, we've been, we both have been off that for a while, but we did watch. I mean, you and you I have, Did we the, never I have, actually well, podcast? I have a list. We never podcast. No, you I have guys a list. were supposed to break down the chosen. I think I had like paragraphs per one. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. on my computer. Yeah, I might have to open up my But I think this is a good, since it's just kind of a hot topics type thing. You don't have to break it down, but just an overview. Because I think the Season two is, I think, currently being filmed, or it's right. getting they're ready to come out. They're, they're advertising yeah. season There's two advertising. right now, so I think that there are probably people out there that are like, "Hey, what do you think about about this?" Um, so, so just hold on before you guys get into it. I just have to share Heidi and I's experience is messaging each other on the side. <laughs> I just heard him from the other room go, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> why?" It was so bad. <laughs> Well, we tried because I was like, I haven't watched it. And so I told the kids, I was like, all right, guys, we're going to sit down and watch The Chosen because everybody keeps asking Daddy and Travis about this at church. And so we got to sit down so we can view. And our kids were like, no, I'm done. Like their list, like my (laughs) children's list of grievances, biblical grievances against it. They were like, I get if this was just a show. Okay, whatever. It's well done. If we're talking biblical here, they're like, this is garbage. And I'm like, like the kids were like, mom, no, I'm done watching it. I'm not watching this anymore. I was surprised at how well accepted it was. It's so accepted. People love it. Well, and so for those that may not know, The Chosen is a uh, online um, set of series of of episodes that is biblically based. And I say that hesitantly because Mm -hmm. it really is. But the problem is... um, the, the focus is not so much on Jesus as it is more his apostles and the people around him. Mm-hmm. So Mary, 
Magdalene has mm-hmm. a big role in it. There's yeah. uh, Nicodemus plays a big role in season one. It's like a drama series that it they is. loosely based in certain things so, you can pull together from scripture. And t- they are completely funded by people who just send them money. So that's where, you know, they have some decent name actors, I guess. I don't, I couldn't list any off the top of my head because sure. I don't remember their names, but you would recognize faces at least. And it's a well um, done thing. Like it, and, that, it and that's the thing, yeah. Good. So from a production value, and I think yeah. that's what draws people is yeah. it's really well I done. They're filming it in Utah. Well, and it's not I your. I I it's like not your stereotypical Texas maybe. Christian film. You know well, what I mean? I Where think... it's usually cheesy graphics and looks real bad right. and all this and stuff. And I think like I get better. what they're trying to do. Sure. Um, I, I and I don't necessarily think that their hearts are necessarily in the wrong place. I just think that it's dangerous. So, because I get it, because it, on the one hand, I think the whole concept of this was let's make people understand that these are real actual people right so i think because that that's was, what we need to get out of the gospel please i think but i think that that's but it helps some people understand like biblically i understand the old testament much better if i can understand what the people were actually going through i can get why you know this decision might have been hard or that law might have been in place but why or, do we need to make up fictional stories to accomplish right that's sure. the problem right but i'm not addressing that i'm simply yeah. saying i think that the idea of this sure you see where people place, get was, you I, could see I, where I it could argument, be innocently right so i think the argument was you know let's breathe let's humanize this sure. let's you know make people understand that these are real people with real relationships real flaws real all of this well, stuff because well, i think that's both the answer i think that's the answer and the problem though right all in one, though. Yeah. it's because right. that's that's what it is but is imagine if we all had correct relationships with the lord already if we were in scripture like right. we should be all of this is already handled I mean, the for more, you. I mean, the scripture. more and more I read scripture, I can't, I, you can't help but see more character and personality, especially in Christ. You know, I mean, any time right. I read through the go- Old Testament, gospel, anything, you know, I, I, I catch something I didn't catch before. And you catch a lot of personality. I mean, there's a lot of that in there that you don't, you might not. So it's it's not. But it's really a lot more fun to, to sit down and watch like, a drama show than to study scripture. I feel like they could right. have done the same thing without editing scripture. Okay, so I guess well, I guess that's where we didn't get to that issue yet. The issue yeah. that, we, that both Travis and I had with it is is yes, that's what this is, and it's very very popular. A lot of people have have given the go ahead with it. Travis and I both, I think one of the first things that we both said is there is a very large Catholic influence in background yeah. here. Yeah. Um, Big red flag. And, and my first problem was is they had, they did a table discussion of the chosen. It was the chosen director and a priest and a, um, I think it was. There's two pa- others. I don't was remember. A pastor, too, or something. I don't remember who yeah, it was. I think too. like a historian and a pastor or something. But they were answering common questions or, or disputes that people had with the chosen. And during that forum, they were sitting down and they all were kind of making light of the fact of, oh, yeah, it's just these hard nosed Christians that are just wanting us to to stick to scripture and not create a something outside of it. And that was that was I mean of course I'm summarizing that whole conversation but there was more there was a lot more to it but that right there that start that started me off on the wrong foot. I mean you don't just you, you don't you don't add anything to scripture it's not necessary. You're like yes that is um, a problem. <laughs> 
So sitting there, there, I mean, that was my my first problem with it. As you said, too, the, the, the first main focus in the first couple of episodes is we, we start with Mary Magdalene. And we start off on this fictional story Lilith. to build this character that's completely <laughs> fictional. I mean, they start, we have no idea that any of this happened or, I mean, in, in the things that was being, I mean, it's, I'm trying to remember back now because it's been a while since we watched well, it. They they introduced Nicodemus right, but yeah. I thought wasn't Mary first in that first ep- like in the right first yeah, she was so so because they, they build do... that Lilith yeah because yeah. they build that whole mag they start in Magdala don't they in the first I forget yeah I think exactly they actually where, in the first beginning they start in Magdala she's a little girl and it's like so right it's, she's talking to her dad yeah and her dad's explaining uh, a section of Isaiah I so, think there's so many people that are probably angry at us right now for going, probably oh, yeah oh, I love that show but see we, we didn't know we were gonna podcast on this and, and the women just brought it up it's so. a pre enchilada <laughs> podcast so come on right. guys roll but with so us. but to your point what you're saying is that um, like. I mean, we the, the whole backstory the is story. you don't get any backstory to Nicodemus. John three is the beginning of anything of Nicodemus. Right. Uh, Jesus points out you are the teacher of Israel, so they play with that, mm-hmm. and then they know that the one section um, off the top of my head, I think it's Mark eight, where it just describes that seven demons were cast out of Mary yeah. Magdalene. Right. That's it. She's that's not. It. She's not the woman in John eight that's right. about to get stoned. That's an incorrect theory. That's yeah. what the uh, Passion of the Christ messed up with. Correct. Um, but. Uh, so there's this whole backstory with her talking with her dad, this scripture that he shared is when she was a kid. Now she's going by a different name because she's ashamed of herself. She's a prostitute, I think is how they have her played. Right. But she's also demon possessed. So right. Nicodemus she was comes. Lilith. Right. I yeah. just realized how much this show affected them. It's been like six months or And this more. is off the top of their head. And this is like, they're talking first episode. Yeah, but they're they're in Galilee. Nicodemus comes up to Galilee and tries to cast the demons out of her. He can't. He's mm-hmm. convicted by it because they're all talking him up as the teacher of Israel. And he's now like, oh, I couldn't do this. this so we have this whole story about Nicodemus. This whole right, story this about whole backstory like, that right. we have no Not clue biblical. about. Um, and that's the thing is they're trying to fill in gaps. You've got sure. Peter uh, and um, Andrew. Uh, my goodness, why can't I think of names? Yeah, Peter and his brother Andrew. There's a like Peter's fighting, betting oh, yeah, on fights. Yeah. This whole like backstory that's you know, well yeah, he's a fisherman. I mean, like which, okay, I mean yeah, in which is very. You can you can come to that conclusion with knowing history, but it's not biblical. And to add this right. to a, I mean, even well, for so if this was just a dramatic and, show yeah. based in biblical times, that's one thing. But it's being sold to Christians as, as a biblical right. show, like that's the and it, issue. And it and, and misses so points too. My issue isn't even so much. To yes, be it, like, yes, hey, it points. yes. Hey, Matthew could have had Aspergers, or hey, we could. have... It's not even so mm-hmm. much the characteristics that are added to the disciples it's not even so much these like hey their backstory could have been that's not even what bugs me so much it's things like when he turns the water into wine the i feel like the whole conversation surrounding that was not entirely accurate they kind of built Mm -hmm. that up they made it more like mary was like Right, coming down hard on him, right? Am I, yeah, I, I yeah. Know, I other other people become clip. heroes. No, 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 you were right. It was that really was how they do so it. So I feel like, but, but that was something completely. That's not what it was. And scripturally, right. we have this account. So why didn't you just stick to the account the way that it exactly. was? So my issue, if you truly were making this now, biblically, well, and, and let me just say this: my issues that I have are based solely on what I've heard in little clips I've seen. So I don't, 
I have not watched yeah, because any of it. The guys got into it, and then we yeah. sat down and watched it with the kids, and Lex was like, you guys know I don't even. I'm like, no, I'm not, do- I'm <laughs> not, not bringing doing this, this into my because life. Because he, Travis was so mad for Other like Other than it looking day. good, it's not good. I yeah, mean, it's <laughs> not historically it, accurate. It's not. Well, That's and the point here's too, the other yeah. thing. I also know myself well enough to know that I'm very emotionally based. And so this show is built to like hook someone like me it is yeah. it is highly and emotional so, exactly. they do a good job and so of it. I and it just does kind of and was it does like, you it's... know i don't not that i thought that i wouldn't be able to withstand the allure but like i why just would you? didn't why would i emotionally because i'll get tied up into the story and be like dang it i'm so mad at you guys for doing this but this is a good st-. so it just is like i didn't want to go with. there but like so but, but again just in in theory and all that my, my issue wasn't so much the adding the backstories for biblical characters to humanize and my issue was more that for biblical accounts that we do actually have why aren't you altering sticking to it? them why are you making them more dramatic because right. it wasn't dramatic enough that jesus turned exactly. water to yeah wine. right exactly i'll let trev well, build well uh, let me just interrupt you real quick i'll let you build off of this one of the things that really bothered me and even though i i know people are going to probably yell at me for being legalistic and whatever else on this point. They're already mad at us for not liking the chosen. Well, <laughs> right. But on the point where Read your Jesus, Bible. Maybe this should where, Read your Bible. where they're dancing, remember, and Jesus, they're joking. Oh, he makes the comment. He makes that comment with Peter's dancing, and it says, not, and he says something to the effect of, not even I can fix that. Right. And even like that, right mm. there, like that is just so unnecessary. I, I, I get it's a joke. It's funny. <laughs> Look it, how angry they're. You know, I, I mean, like I get it. It, it punches yeah, right at the right time, at the right moment. Like, like Lex said, it's it's that yeah. it's that part that's meant to get you in. You know, you're yeah. like, ah, oh, that's so funny. Jesus could be my show. friend. And I get so it. The point is, is that Jesus most likely had real friendships. He was sure. a man, and that's, also. And that's what that that's evident in scripture. And it is evident in scripture. And he did have emotions and he had compassion. And believe me, he had a sense of humor. I, just, I really believe he had oh, a sense of humor. Oh, when you read the Old Testament, you see how sarcastic So I get And honestly, what they say he said technically would fit into the vein of like the type of humor. But he never would have said that. He never would have insinuated that he couldn't. couldn't do something. And that right there, that just. Like, I can make a lame man walk, but I can't fix your dancing. I can't read John one and come away with like that i can't reconcile him saying that in just even in a joke so so, okay so i think people understand the chosen bad but i i think (laughs) but but i just wanted to kind of ask you guys to let okay but why is this so bad you made it you made the point we don't want people to look at this as oh my gosh they're being so legalistic it's actually not a legalism issue no here why is this dangerous okay so First, a couple points that come to mind. First thing is because because it is not historically accurate, it doesn't follow the timeline right. They, they kind of, to fit their storyline, they had to rearrange some of the events. Um, and that's dangerous for one. So in other words, not only are they taking liberty to fill in the gaps that we don't have, but and we're not talking about like Luke rearranging events either. Right. Or, no, or, no, no, they're, we're they're talking purposely, about serious, yes. purposely rearranging events that, yes, you can reference it in scripture. But right. you when you actually read them in, in the context, you go, wait a minute, this happened before this has happened after this. They're trying to fit their one storyline. Yeah. So they're already if they're willing to do that with scripture, that's a big red flag to me. Because now you're actually bending scripture to fill your need to fit your storyline. 
Um, so that, to me, that's one of the most dangerous so things. So what are you trying to pitch me and sell me if you're having to rearrange scripture to right. make it happen? And and then on top of that, they have even had to come out a couple times and say, no, 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 this is not scripture. Like we have to admit, you know, yeah. do not exchange this for your Bible. Which many and, do. And but right many there. people do, and they don't think about it. And because you get hooked by the emotionalism, because you go, wow, this is really well done and you know, high production value. If you can break down the chosen to me better than you can your scriptures, that's a big issue. Right. And let's just be for real. Most people can, because I can easily sit down and watch a few episodes of that when I can't possibly find the time to spend even 20 minutes reading my Bible. It's really a shame to see that this is where the shepherds have failed. Yeah. Because there's so, like we just said, there's so much character already in scripture and to have to go to this level to to get it, to try to pitch something to people, mm-hmm. like say, hey, hey, Jesus was a real person. Like, you know, that we we have to sell you this. Oh, you look know? at I him mean, with Moses in the Old Testament. He's hilarious, I, I, I right? Think, you see that friendship between them. I think that's on the teachers. Like, you've got to, I mean, we get, you, you have to teach that. You have to teach, like, there's humor in there. So... Yeah. That would be the first one. The second one is because the focus is not so much Jesus, you get hooked into these other Mm storylines and you forget the purpose of the gospel was to show that Jesus fulfills scripture. Yes. Right. And that he is the only Mm -hmm. way, the truth and the life. Mm -hmm. Like all of it. And so even if the apostles were alive today and they look back and they're like, whoa, you're doing a show about us why like, the heck why, yeah, why, like, why are you mixing whoa, whoa, it up whoa, yeah. like no no jesus is the important yeah, let's one. be like, clear none of them would be cool with this. right whether yeah. peter can dance <laughs> yeah. or not is not right. anything yeah. exactly. we need to be talking and about it, and part of that plays into so two things that come to mind so the the uh turning the water into the wine you know any t- anybody who wants to picture it in their mind they want to play it up like some hocus yeah. pocus magic event you yeah. know where light starts sparkling out of jesus's hands which they don't do in the show yeah but even in the show, because it's so undramatic for him just to simply say, okay, take it, you know, now fill them up. Now take some to the guy. Like he'll approve it. it in a sense. That's it. Like even they're like, uh, what? Okay, we're just going to do this because this sounds weird. <laughs> but when the guy drinks it and then it's wine, it's like, what just happened? Yeah. Because the point is Jesus being God, right? Yeah. literally can speak and create and change. Yeah. So there's like... When he tells the man to get up, right? That's it. Get the up. guy gets up. And it's like, there's just no crazy light show. Yeah, like, there's no... He just no commands and the authority of his command happens. But like when he changes the water in the show, he pulls back his sleeves and dips his hands in and then pulls it out and it's wine. And it's oh, like, of course. It's like, okay, well, that sounds cool. That seems more dramatic, but that's not what scripture says. Yeah. Right. So then the danger there is... is People watch the show, and again, very well done, very emotional. It's, and the storylines are interesting. It's That's very what much what would be right up my alley if we weren't talking about Jesus. Exactly. Like, I almost wish they had made this show, but like after the ascension of Christ, so that we're just kind of dealing with, hey, this might be what it would have. Well, <laughs> but but, the, but the, yeah. the danger is, you know, what about then the people who go back and then try to read their Bible and they go, well, this is different. Yep. I like that show better. Uh huh. I yeah. like the huge. Why? Exactly. Why didn't Jesus do it that way? How come Jesus didn't say that? He should have. And now we're comparing biblical Christ yep. to or character they, Christ. Their interpretation now has become 
right. the chosen version of their Bible. So now yep. they're right. reading because that the is alive in your brain so much more than these so words then, you read in a book, right? Well, I'm going to skim my Bible because I have to, but I'm going to watch the show because yep. I really love it. And now I'm talking to my brother who's not saved, and I'm trying to give him, you know, biblical yeah. counsel. I'm giving him these accounts that the I chosen. remember, yeah. but I'm giving him accounts that I remember from the chosen. But I'm telling him it's from the Bible. But then he goes and reads the Bible and says, "Oh, she's lying." That didn't mm-hmm. happen. Or he falls into this false gospel, this false Christ that cannot save. Yeah. And you it, almost have to feel, and not that I think that the people of the chosen are necessarily intentionally doing this, but you have to feel that the Jesus that they've created for the chosen fits a little too nicely into American Jesus. Oh, yeah. 100%. Ding, 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 ding. Well, and that plays off of another point is... And it, I mean, it kind of plays off. Does the first he flip two. tables? Did he like? Did they do that? Oh, where he flips the tables? I wanna, did they do I that? Probably not. He that did. wouldn't be very loving. He, he I, did. I have to was, remember. I don't know. But it was. I, I forgot what it was. That was. That it was something around it. Of course, that did took the focus off of what it actually was. Because I would really um, like. I would actually, I think, enjoy seeing like a reenactment of just Christ right. being so irritated and so upset and the so. The Bible offended. show did a pretty good job with that one. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. But there was, um, yeah. so there's an episode in The Chosen, I think it's episode three, that is, a, it, there is absolutely nothing in scripture that it's based on. And it's the, a, whole episode, the entire yeah. episode. And so this is part of this whole American culture thing. So they took that episode because people loved it. And I'll tell you the premise here in a second. Christ they created coloring books mm-hmm. with some of the words and passages so that kids could follow along. The, pe- the entire episode is like pre-Jesus on his earthly mission, in a sense, where he's preparing to get his disciples and stuff. So he's like camped out next to a river. He's sitting out there and he's like carving away and making stuff and, and being a carpenter. And some kids like this little girl and her little brother or something come up and wander up on him. And they're like, oh, who's this strange man? And he knows they're there and kind of continues his work and then kind of gains their trust and starts talking to them. Then he starts teaching them. And next thing you know, like eight or 10 kids are around and he's teaching the kids and the girls are answering questions. And he's like, Hey boys, you should have known this. And it's such a like awesome heartfelt, like, Oh, see, Jesus loves kids. Not in scripture at all. You will not find that story, but people absolutely loved it to the point where they go, we can make money off of this. And there's no, there's no difference than this, than the, than the first, you know, a few century fake gospels accounts that we have, you know I mean? Like there's no difference of that. And then like a show like the chosen, like that's just a modern version of that. Right. Like you're, I mean, I imagine that's what somebody whoever wrote these, you know, these, uh, fake gospels, I imagine they're Well, this was just trying to give Jesus character just try to, right. you know, give him, it's like, well, and it's like, sure, could something like a that whole... have happened? Sure, sure. sure. But here's the problem. It's when you present things like that, it, it kind of, I don't know why, but I keep thinking like, this is kind of what they did when they started saying that Jesus was married to yeah. Mary Magdalene. And, it's the same well, thing. It's, and no, that couldn't have happened, by the way. I'm not insinuating yeah. that that <laughs> could have happened. Absolutely not. It could not have happened. But um, the, it's, but it's the same concept of, well, people are hungry 
mm-hmm. to know the details that they didn't know. Any movie that's based on the childhood of Christ, we just had one a couple oh, yeah. years ago come out. Yep. Um, teenage years, what kind of teenager was Jesus? What kind of people are salivating for? Well, what would Jesus have done? I want. I need the exact example of every single day of his life because I want to know. <laughs> well, and again, I think that's Brandon, that goes enough, back to your point, though, of that's where shepherds have really let... Yeah everyone that you know what i mean because imagine if our churches which we know they wouldn't be christ himself said it would turn into this monstrosity but imagine if churches were what they used to be what they started off being you know what i mean like imagine if our our teaching are our, our just digging it's like there you could fill every single day of your life with so much study so much just depth and richness and amazingness literally from genesis to revelation there's so much and no, instead we're filling our time with this. Just yeah. nonsense. Absolute, and milky at best. The few things you can pull out of it are so milky, it's ridiculous. Right, and, they, and I mean, to give them credit where credit's due, they do put in sections of scripture that follow along fairly well, like some of the sure, conversations. Sure, some do, yeah. That so you're going like, to know and memorize. Why can you just do that then? But I even, know, yeah. even in his, con- I think it's episode seven, so there's eight episodes in the first season, I think, eight or nine. And then they did like a special or yeah. I forget what they did, but I don't, I don't think I've watched that one. Um, but even in his conversation with Nicodemus, when he's meeting with him and talking, he, it's not word for word, but it tries to follow the outline. But because they've already played up this other back end story, they kind of yeah. have to like meld it Make into it, there. Yeah. But I remember, so he does quote John 3.16 and starts on 3.17. And I'm like, say 3.18, say 3.18. And people are like, what, what do you mean say 3.18? Well, to no, me, I, and I've done it in our, t- in our teachings and stuff that I've shared. But yeah, you'd have to. If you do John 3.16, you really need to do 14 through 18 and understand the passage of 14, what it's pointing back to, the serpents in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. God sent the serpents, this yeah. whole flow and that it Moses then is interceding when the people repent and they say we've done wrong we've and sinned against you and God them. right that's when Moses goes God gives him the command to make the serpent um, <clears throat> bronze serpent up on the pole all those that come to look at it shall be healed Jesus now uses that as a hey that's the earthly right because right before I just said uh, you know if we tell you earthly things how are you and you don't understand how are you going to understand yeah. spiritual so now he literally gives an example. Yeah. That was an earthly thing, but it points back to a spiritual thing. Now I'm going to be raised up like that. People yeah. will come look at me, have faith upon what I've done, and in that they will be healed spiritually. Yes. Right? And then through that, obviously, ultimately, physically as well, when we were raised in our yes. you know, uncorrupted bodies. But he goes into that, and you follow the flow. But when you get to 18, he who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. In other words, if you are not in Christ, you're already under judgment in the sense of like, it's just like the serpent. You've been bitten. The poison's in you. You're dying. Yeah. Your only hope is to go look and believe. We all are sinful. We have sin in us in that sense. We are dying apart from looking upon Christ and trusting in his work. And so in the show, they say it. He's talking... And then right as he begins 18, it cuts to Peter talking to another guy. And he's like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, like, and ah, you barely I hear like know. some of it in the background. I'm like, are you kidding me? Of course. Like, like I just wanted to throw it No, that's literally it, you know? a, uh, it's the like, most important part of that whole passage of Scripture is, is what you just said. And, and to cut that off, that's huge. Right. And I, I don't think 
I don't think they do those things innocently sometimes. I think stuff like that. Well, there's too many things that it's like, like oh, this this will play better. Exactly. And it's like, okay, there's too many things with this. Literally, these guys, we'll have to do a series one day for those of you that are like, how can you be talking badly about The Chosen? (laughs) There were so many things per episode that you two guys were like, just, you know. It was like, it was bad. But it's like, if there were a couple things, it's like, okay, that could be innocent. Okay, maybe that's just, you know, maybe that's in a cut scene. That's what I always tell people you have to watch anything that attempts to remove what people need to remember is that isn't this crowdfunded yes yes and that was another point so, so it's crowdfunded and mm-hmm. so here's the thing it becomes a cash cow now sure, yeah i've now cool. i'm now making money off of you yeah and all i gotta do is tug on your heartstrings a little bit exactly. make you laugh make you smile make you walk away feeling and the, good and the director and then he, you'll pay me more to make the next one just like every big name church you see he's like heidi with Staying connected with the people. I mean, he's in front of the yeah, camera. He, he's he constantly doing something. Right. They're doing updates. They're doing. They're getting. I mean, the marketing in this. It's. I, mean, I want to know what their genius. marketing budgets are because, well, like, you can't get on a social media platform without can, five million ads for the chosen. I talked about. I mean, so I don't think. Like elevation. I don't believe t-shirts. there's ads for it because they're funded. Like in other words, the the beginning of the show is their ad. They'll be yeah. like, hey, here's our t-shirt and here's our yeah. hoodie and check this out. Yeah. So like the first ten minutes of the episode is usually them talking about it. Yeah. Or at least some of the ones I watched. Um, yeah. But. I remember them showing a clip or something and it was talking about how they were basically funded by all the people who just donate to it. And their budget was like, they've already received $12 million for this. Now, again, it's for a high production movie show, I guess. I mean, again, you're still talking a lot of money, but But it's like, is that the best way to steward $12 million of God's money? To twist scripture, to make a show, to tug on people's heartstrings that confuse them about the gospel. The children feed the poor. Like it's so that's where I'm like, goodness gracious, this is, well, this is abhorrent. And they have other movies. Like, there's a series on Netflix now, and I'm not saying I can recommend it, but there's that series where it goes word by word. Oh, yeah, scripture. the gospel according like to, the gospel they do Matthew, Mark, 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 you know, and Luke all and that. John. And all of it is literally word for word, KJV, but they, word for word, they act out every single thing in the gospel. And they're like four hours long, but they hmm. literally start at the beginning of the book, and it's good, at, yeah, it's pretty good acting and all the stuff, but it is scripture, verse by verse by verse. You want something? Go watch that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, again, there's just, there's <sighs> so much in the text that it's just, you really don't need to go outside of it. Right. You need somebody to be able to teach you. And that just feels where... Because if you understood this, you wouldn't need somebody to play up. This feels to me where this, like, this is where it's, we've failed on that. Yeah. And if well, you're, well, so I was going to say, and if your emotion about some of the scenes where Jesus does something that is not scriptural and you hook to those emotions and you think, wow, this yeah. is amazing. And then you go, but he, there's no recording of that. He never actually did that. I don't even know if he did that. And that's like the end of the, the episode one when he confronts Mary. The very yeah, first time you even yeah. meet Jesus, if I'm not mistaken, is the, the very, very end, end, the very last yeah. like Little minute of the clip, show. Yeah. And he comes up to her and she's distraught and torn up. And uh, he meets her outside of a, I think like the, the bar, bar almost yeah, like it's like an old time bar or tavern. <laughs> um, and <laughs> literally recites the verse that 
her dad did in Isaiah yeah. to her, and that's what like breaks her, and she just collapses on him and is. So she's got daddy issues, and. Well, yeah, but it's like okay, is that okay? We don't have that recorded. We just know that he freed, you know, her of seven demons, but. Yeah. Did, what is she demon free now? Like, how did that? Is that what it did? Usually, when he takes demons out, he commands them out. Yeah. No, he just recited a, a scripture verse to her, and that was good. Hey, which. <laughs> Again, I, could that have been sure, a stretch been. maybe, but I don't think that's the case. But because of the show and the, the emotion and the hook, that's the way they did it. And that's the introduction of Jesus. And you go, wow, that was amazing. And they're all talking about it, even the director's like, oh, I love this scene and it was so well done and people love it. And you go, it's not in the Bible. But that's why is that what it takes for you to think that Jesus is amazing? Exactly. Like I, well, had, it, I had to wait until I saw the show and they connected my emotions. And, and, yeah. and I'm like, you and should I think sold we can, out for we Jesus. We could de- dedicate a whole second half to this because yeah. emotion <laughs> in the church, yeah. it, this is, it's driven well, look, by that's emotion the, the and an music? emotional experience. That's just what I was going to say is music. This is the same way with music, the right. same type of connection that people have. Look, don't watch The Chosen. Just go watch American Gospel. <laughs> exactly. Both of them. Yeah. Yes. You can get emotional over that one. You know, but that's what... You so want to cry? So... Watching... Go ahead. Go watch that. You'll cry. Well, so this maybe can be our next our next talking point, because I know, you know, we've kind of had a lot to catch up on, you know, because we haven't gotten to see you guys so much right. this year and with all the chaos. And, you know, we're looking and really praying, like, okay, for our church... AP Bible Church, like, what's next? What are we doing next? You know, should we look to have a building? Should we, you know, kind mm-hmm. of just praying through this? We need to look at this and go, hey, like, we're seeing our online reach of getting to really connect. We have people in our church all over the world, right? We global people in rural Africa that d- join in, people in India that are being persecuted. You know, we have all of this stuff and looking at these different things and going, okay, you know, what is next for the church? What should we do? Um, what should we offer to our church? You know, and kind of talking through these different things and all the work that goes into it. And it's so funny though, because in talking with other friends that are pastors and pastor wives and and different resources and things like that it's so funny where it's just like the next step is to bring in all of that emotional stuff right where's our emotional music where's our our women's tea time and you know you start looking at all these different things and and not that there aren't some churches that do a great job using these different programs right it's not saying there isn't a place for these things but it's it's just it's just funny seeing that that's the but then we go okay no let's just spend more time studying scripture. Let's spend more time breaking this down. Let's spend more time making sure we're truly, you know what I mean? It's like, we're, we're talking about these things and it's like, ah, but that's not very, that's not and very that's what's So I think that's what's contrasting with the conversation that we were having earlier, um, just, uh, you know, off podcast, but we were having a conversation earlier talking about this. Um, but that's, that seems to be where it, it floods to is the people want that, that emotional experience, that, that community experience. They want that, but they don't actually want the word and they, they don't actually want to serve the Lord. They want this. They want a country club. Well, that's what I was going to say. We've turned church into this glorified country club. Right. I want to go and have a fun time and do all the things and be seen at church. Exactly what the Corinthians did. (laughs) Exactly what. um, So where do we go from here? Right? Like how do you then do church sticking to scripture, sticking to this, 
Well, I think the focus, be this willing has always been the focus, and this is <laughs> the command of Jesus is to make disciples. Yeah. I think what we're seeing now, especially with uh, a lot of the seminaries either going super liberal and or woke, um, yeah, that's a whole other topic, um, going that route or literally getting the cancel culture against them. Yeah. Shut down, closed, all sorts of lawsuits. Yeah, we're not well equipping. So, we're not so well equipping. You, yeah, the, the idea of, hey, if you want to be well equipped, go to a seminary is, is kind of quickly fading, yeah. if not oh, already yeah. gone in many cases. Yeah. And other nations are like, we, we never really had good seminaries. It's like, yeah. We've yeah. always been the, the local body trains up and sends out. Like, that's the idea. Uh, and don't get me wrong, there's still churches out there, but I think we never know when we will as Christians be flagged, cut off from all electronics, Mm -hmm. we won't be able to communicate. And that's where we have to say as families, are you ready men to, I mean, you should already be, but are you ready to train up your children in the way of the Lord with a paper Bible? Yeah. Like, and know what you're talking about. You know, Mm -hmm. don't be ashamed of the word in the sense of um, rightly dividing it. But, um, that I think is the focus. And so even now it's the, the value time that we get, I think should be focused on discipleship, you know, opening the word and learning it mm-hmm. because that, obviously America, that's what we've lacked in the last 50 years. It's this watered down nonsense. Well, that, you look at, I mean, yeah. our greats are people like Joyce Meyer and, you know, all these things oh, that just millions well, and millions of these, you know, just studies and things. And it's like, and what about God's word? Do you know? Well, we actually, I think that. actually, I think we hit on it right in, in two ways when he said, you know, making disciples, but then equipping the saints. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is, is, you know, in order to make disciples, we have to be equipped. I mean, right. we can't just go out there with just this throwing this nothingness out there. Hey, do you want to just ask Jesus in your heart? Yeah. You know, and like, and, and that's where It'll it's take like a couple minutes of your time, say a quick prayer and you're good. Yeah. And we've, we've watered that down to where that's well, all that we have to do. I think that's where it helps for us having a platform that's very open to conversation. Yes. Yeah. Asking yeah. questions, so. answering questions right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I you, love that you guys, guys always do. You guys, the guys on Sunday, they give their message. Yeah. Like you guys, Brandon does Sunday afternoon. Travis, you do every other Sunday evening. You guys give your message, and then it's question time. Like at least half the time, it yeah. Is, it, is and usually... you guys stay there until the last question has been asked. And, and why do you know that you, if we you're are... not equipped to, you might not be able to answer every single right. thing. Right. But you're gonna know a direction of where to go, and hey, let sure. me get back to you on this or something. Right. But that's not everybody's afraid of that. They're like, oh crap. So I, I, I think that, and I think you know for. The next, I don't even know if we'll still be on Facebook by the time this is posted, but (laughs) people having the ability through the website now they can um, to just when they think of it, even if it's two o'clock in the morning for us, go on and say, hey, I was reading this. This is what we've had people come and say, hey, I was reading this thing that these other people wrote and it doesn't make sense to me. And can you explain it? Um, And and, and one or both of them will answer pretty pretty quickly but i think that that really does help so then the question is where do we you know because we're in the process now of, of porting everything over to not being on a traditional like social media platform which it's just amazing that you guys even did what you did with it because there was no model 
no for that yeah. and there's no model for what we're doing yeah. now right. either but you so know what just, i think the and thing you know that... moving the thing and that's funny because we've actually seen that moving the platform over going wow this is like so different yeah. You know, moving it over to the website, we're like, this has not been done before. So, like, a lot of this was uncharted territory before COVID. And, right. And, and having something where people truly grow and learn, having a true community to it, not something that somebody just tunes in just to feel good about, you know, the songs and hear some, you know, Prophet John talking about, you know, um, how, how blessed you're going to be next week. You know, it, it, that's definitely uncharted territory for that. So, yeah, that was – and there was plenty of challenges. But I think that. something that really should – it makes me thankful but sad at the same time, and it's not to toot your guys' horn, but to hopefully encourage other men, other pastors to step up and do the same. But the, the two things – that we get more messages consistently for the past year plus about are thank you for allowing me to ask questions during service i've never once had a pastor allow that to happen that's number one and then the second one a simple thank you that i have two pastors that i can even go to and talk to you guys are available for question counsel whatever i literally get that once a week but but we get but that's the consistent like and that's something that like i said it makes me very thankful and and humbled that you guys do that for whoever the lord puts you know before us in the church but then sad at the same time that there are literally so many people around the globe I mean, well, and that's why I said I didn't say that. I didn't say that in a bragging way. Get that once a week, and I'm surprised I get that once a week. Like, how does that? Because how do you get that? How do you not? How are you serving God that way? You're not. So that. So I think it'll be interesting to see what everything looks like moving forward because we are coming off of social media and going to the, and you know it's we we were talking earlier is that the blessing in that is that there are people who were already very anti-social media that now feel like hey we can rejoin we can yeah um, because they tried it for a hot minute and it was not working. Go to the website. I don't have to be tied into social media to access your stuff. That's kind of our blessing that thanks to COVID now so many things are available. Available. Right. Like for us, before uh, a year and a half ago, we'd have to have a crazy budget in order to do some of the things. We don't. We don't have that kind of money. And if we right. did, I'm giving it to people who need it, not spending it on, you know, something right. like this. But now that some of these things are available for free or super cheap, you know, that we can access to do, um, it makes a big difference. Yeah. So I think I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how that all. And it is weird. I feel so awkward on the website. On the I haven't really done like mm-hmm. any posting on it. I'm still figuring out how to. Because my brain now needs to be retrained how to it's different. to receive yeah. everything. So I am kind of missing, you know, but I'm also not going on Facebook to check stuff right, as much. Exactly. So that's been kind of nice. But I really do hope we can find a way to continue our monthly hymn yeah. study. Oh, yeah. I think that, you know, that's been amazing. Um Oh, something that I was, did you guys see my post that I was um, asking everybody? Because I know we've wanted to figure out a way to do it, but some, oh, the hard part of doing stuff online and not having a physical building that, again, not that we're opposed to it. We just 
don't have the ability to do yeah, so. That's not what the gap. Lord's put before here. But um, exactly to not get to see one another, you know. Right. And I think, and on one hand, I know there's a lot of people that are like, ah, but I like sitting over here not being seen. And it's like, yeah, but we want to love you and serve right. you, you know. Right. And so even saying like I used to do on YouTube a monthly live, right, where I'd get on and you know get to chat. Oh yeah. Remember? I know. I've done a long time. time. But I thought about what if we did like a monthly Zoom where the whole church can get on or who, you know, whoever's available or whatever. But, you know, that's where I think the hard part, though, is because we're not here to offer feel good, pump you up, emotional experiences that people we're not here to be a glorified country club. We're here for you to make it a priority, to be serious, to dig in to put in the work. So yeah, you guys might give your service for a couple hours on Sunday, a couple hours each <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I know. I but, but then the work begins because then you need to go dig in. You need to study. It needs right. to be a priority. You know what I mean? That's why I tell Brandon so much ago because we get so many people that want to come in and then it's like, whoo, that's a lot of work you got to put in. Yeah, imagine that. That's what this is. I was listening to that the other day. I was like, man, this is just so different and such a blessing in a good way. Yeah. I mean, this is just so different than what other people expect. And that's been part of the challenge is trying to not trying to. I'm like, I'm not bending to what you're used to. You're used to going in and hearing a 20 minute sermon. That's all about. Sorry about that. That our children are right above where that. we're recording. I don't know what just occurred there, but but I mean, if that was working for them, they wouldn't be here. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's what I that's what I, I tell them. I say, okay, then why are you here? Well, <laughs> there's and then there's some, those there's something missing. Right, but then there's also those that aren't getting. You, you know, they might have a decent right. body local church that they're attending. Uh, but like they can't get the questions. They right. want the, they community. Can't the community. They can't. Yeah. There, there's no way to ask for prayer and things like right. that. And that's that's where I think that's, that's a big part too. Is is uh, as strange as it seems that we're you know so spread out. Um, you know that's that's what's so unique about this. But there is still such a genuine connectivity there between really there is. and and, and to like see when that somebody flourish in yeah. the past year has been really cool. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things um, is with this kind of platform with it being online what's so cool is that pretty much at any time of day anybody who needs immediate prayer is able to go Mm -hmm. post and they say hey this is what i'm dealing with sometimes they give a lot of details sometimes they just give bare bones they're talking to someone um but but they just say hey this is what i need and often one or more people from from the church body will reach out privately but there are so many people like that are just praying immediately. Yeah. And you're getting immediately a body of believers surrounding you in prayer in the moment that you need it. And you're not having to wait Time until it's next Sunday when I go to church. Yep. And so that's, and that's been so cool. so cool. I will say, I you know, that. we, Travis and I are very fortunate to belong to another church, a physical church sure. that they've been, they're also very available where, you know, we have, I have the pastor's wife's cell phone number and he's got the, and so you can text them at any time and they yeah. really do. It's, but it's, it's, this, this is the only physical church I've ever belonged to that, you that actually that. has the same model yeah. of call me in the middle of the night. If yeah. you need something, we'll get together. Mm-hmm. We'll, you know, the, we've got a, um, a text blast prayer chain when there's like a, emergencies big yeah. that happen yeah. where they will text church wide. Hey, pray for so-and-so this just happened. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, where 
for the kids, there's one for the youth group where they kind of have keeping the kids in the loop for things that they need to be. So in a weird way, they've started incorporating some of the things that we've been, you know, doing. I do wish that we had a better, more workable system for A&P for for a youth group or for yeah. eight, a mm-hmm. some kind of kid oriented it's just so hard especially when we've got the age ranges are so wide well, and, the and, res- and, and, and that comes down to what you're doing as parents at home right and so and if so if parents aren't going to step up in that role it's like we can give you guys amazing resources but if you're not going to implement that day in and day out in your home well, what's funny is somebody just want to send their kids to yeah. youth group. To I want to drop you off in the building a couple times. Right. Tackling it themselves because it's difficult. Yeah. Because I don't right. want to read the Bible. It's boring. I don't want to do this. Go to church. It's My boring. kids give me I attitude. Do I don't. Boring. I'm scared. Which, of the if anybody was wondering, is why we don't. We did try for a little bit to have like a kids oriented thing sure. that we would and. It was, that was good when we did it, but the resource we that we were using is written by a person that kind of went off the deep end, and so that was kind of a yeah. disappointment. Not for, you know, but the but what you were doing with that was really cool, but it just ended up being this, it was so hard to really get the kids involved, and then yeah. it kind of felt like, are we just talking into empty? Yeah. Empty yeah. Sw- I say we like I did it. I yeah. did all of it. I did <laughs> not. I was like, listen. But it's like, is this really the best way to um, use my time, sir? You know. When really that the the extra time spent could go toward, you know, teaching people how to do it themselves, yeah. you know, making sure that the parents are discipled well enough to want to pour into the children right. to want to, you know, go in. Well, and, and I think that's where we need to look at again at what are we offering and how are we equipping the saints, right? So right. how with our church growing forward, regardless of what is to come, how are we equipping those in our church, right? right. So if we're going to start building up to site, right? If that's the model and what we're trying to stick to, you know, what are these things? Like we've, we've, we've done the step one is what you guys have been doing so far. And so how do we build on that? You know, I wonder if just for, for kids, um, in general, cause I know this church's model, um, AMP does not believe in a typical separate children's yeah. ministry. It's why can't the whole family sit right. in, in yeah. the service? And I guarantee you, if, if there's ever a physical building for AMP, there it will still be the same. same. Yeah. Everybody yeah, will be would. in there. Um, but, you know, maybe there's a way, maybe there's an in-between, in-between taking extra hours, you know, on a Sunday to kind of try and point to that. Maybe the there's like a, like, maybe we can ask the guys individually, like, okay, where are you going over? We pre-read it and say, okay, hey, parents, here are the key things that maybe you can kind of talk about with your kids. Not really like a full resource. I don't really think we need to go that route, but really like how do I – how do I take one of Travis's four hour long sermons in Hebrew, yeah. which apparently we're going to be in chapter 11 for the whole year. Yeah. Um, which I think, I hope I'm kidding. Um, I yeah, hope he was joking, <laughs> but, well, um, but that's why we have the maybe, family study packet, right? So yeah. if we listen to pastor Brandon on Sunday. Like we tell everybody, we usually will pre-read with our kids. So at least right. they heard it. Right. But which you could do the same, you know, with your kids, Hey, pre-read, right. you know, maybe we could post that. And then, here we listen to the sermon on Sunday as a family, yeah. And then we have a study packet where Monday through Friday we have a little chunk 
right. that we're going to go back through, dig into. If the kids have questions, adults have questions, ask them, ask them, what do you, you know, right. whatever. But I, and I think there's more of that, like you said, that we can find that, yeah. that tailors that, you know, without milking it up. Right. You know, cause I just think of like the, you know, the, I've got a four year old and a six year old, like how, how do I, you that's know, a lot to try it, to process through for a small child when you're really, I mean, there was the last one that Travis did was uh, pretty intense. And yeah. so it's like, how, do, how do I, they still need the information. <laughs> I break that down to my four year old. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But, that's like, yeah that's, that's different. But how like, am I going to break like down like, Hey, this is serious. You need to get right. Our things are not going to go well for Our you. Our kids' Sunday school lesson, number one, <laughs> define propitiation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Step one. Um, you but know, that's where we thing. look at, like, Yeshua Elohim Bible Church, who we love. When you look at their child's program, I should send it to you guys. Because, honestly, I think if we could set up anything, that's, like, what we would model it off after. Hmm. Don't you think, Brandon? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think so, guys. probably. I mean, honestly, like one of our favorite things to do is just simply like a, a type of catechism mm-hmm. um, for the little littles. Yeah. Um, for a way to get them, you know, it's kind of a, in a weird way, it's almost like you're brainwashing them, but you're not. You're just kind <laughs> of teaching them like they may not fully understand the answers to the questions, but sure. eventually that answer is going to click and they're going to understand yeah. it, but they'll have known the answer. And then when it does click, well, it's we're allowing our kids to fill their brains with something. Right. Something is influencing them and brainwashing them every day anyway. So what right. are you letting fill their minds? Right. Right. Well, and for so, those that don't know what catechism is, it's, uh, yeah. it's literally a series of questions and answers, preset And we're answers. not talking Catholic catechism. Right. No. There's all sorts of different, you know, versions. There's um, one that we like. It's a reformed catechism. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't use all the questions. We, and you don't. And as a parent, that's the thing is you need to go through and you need to make sure mm-hmm. that it's appropriate for you, that specific child in your specific family. Um, what level are they at? Where can you, you know, yeah, so I think, but, but, it, but as far as like how else we can grow the church right. or what the next steps are. Well, that, that just to, to Brandon's point, he, he kind of mentioned Apologia does that. And yeah, so part of their service is a, uh, a catechism question. I think they do it for a whole month mm-hmm. that they present it and the kids are expected to answer along and to, to recite the answer with them. And then they discuss it briefly like, okay, well, this is what it means. And here's a few verses that, you know, like we're not just making this up. This isn't our, <laughs> our own yeah. answer. Like this is biblically based and uh, this is why we say these answers. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and I, I've used that even in our, three to five year old class. Yeah. Some of the, just the simple one, like, like who made you? Well, God made me. Okay. What else did God make? Well, God made all things. Right. And why did God make you in all things for his glory? And so whenever they ask certain questions, I can. Right. Do we need to pause? <laughs> it's all caught up. I'm literally having like. <laughs> <laughs> We've been sitting here watching. I'm going to pause. Okay. We're back. Right. Okay. Sorry, we had so to get them I was discussing the questions, but uh, the simplicity of those, you know, yes. even those first three questions, I was even able to raise in our three to five year old class uh, and, and kind of stop them because they would ask these things or make a statement where I'm like, okay, that's, you know, heretical, but <laughs> you're, you're, you're a little child, uh, you know. <laughs> By the way, I'm pretty sure I've heard him say to a three year old, that's heretical. <laughs> Probably. Um, but Whoa, okay, so let's help understand that. Uh, so, but again, I can reference those questions and even Emma and Sophie can be like, oh yeah, it says this. And, and then, you know, we can point out scripture why. So, uh, you know, something like that, you know, your simple catechism questions, because we, we are a question and answer, you know, people in a sense, that's yeah, how you learn. That's how you learn. 
uh, because when you really comprehend or when you're trying to comprehend something, questions come up. Yeah. And that's what we should be available for is to answer those questions. But that's also the value of, of a catechism in that sense. The, so the I guess question the answer point, form. yeah, I mean, catechism is a great place to start if you're like, I'm so over my head. I don't know what to do. Sure. Yeah. Um, I well, and that's why it's important for this to be a priority yeah. to you so right. that you are growing and learning so that right. you can now be equipped because to equip it, But make no mistake, should you, even something as simple as catechism, your kids are going to have questions. Yes. Right. They're these the, inquisitive people because what catechism is is it's basically it teaches them the the fundamentals and the you know who is who is God, who is who is Jesus? Why did God make you? What is your purpose on this planet? And but that also makes little kids are big thinkers. Absolutely. Well, what is it? Our three year old asked Travis. She's four. Yeah. Our four year old asked Travis a couple nights ago. Like, when do we get our new bodies? <laughs> yeah, out of the blue. <laughs> like, Don't well, you love that the questions a, will just be playing and they uh, come You're like, like, in a blink of an eye. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, eventually, I don't know. I, I did. I said uh, either we will be today. raised in our new bodies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, yeah. As soon be, as you hear that trumpet, you can be ready for your new body. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, but they, but because they also hear you and they hear the conversations you're having and yeah, they hear the exactly. and that's the other thing is if the conversations that you're having are making them ask a whole different type of questions yep it's usually a good indicator of where you need to be you know changing we did a whole thing last year at the beginning of the year when i had more energy in my life um, i did the bible all. reading plan which was i so much fun i thought about doing this year <laughs> And I feel so guilty that I didn't do it. But basically, the whole premise behind it is that 21 days, 21 I think days, we did. Yeah. And I, the idea was you spend how many hours on average a day watching TV, watching movies, doing Scrolling things. And, and you phone. say, I don't have time to read my Bible. Yeah. And so the idea behind it was to set a goal for 15 minutes minimum at a time where you just sit down and you read for 15 minutes um, just to build that habit. Because time gets away from you yeah and we every christian struggles with it where yep. it's like oh my gosh i well that I was my whole purpose for doing my youtube series right was that because i was like i need to refresh and refocus myself right. and that's why i did that and i'm like you know we're gonna start i need my time in scripture right we're gonna start with these habits these attainable habits that we work on little bit by little bit where we are reading praying studying right like what are these little right. things that for 21 days we can start putting in because it's amazing and by the wow. way i promise you when those things are in order everything, everything else, else is, is so much easier <laughs> okay somebody just breathed very loudly into their thing i don't know who it was um mine is like way i just far away hit from my, my mouth. microphone oh, okay, maybe that was, was that it. it okay so we'll go ahead and wrap this up <laughs> i know what we're gonna wrap this up on so I don't know if you guys remember, but when you guys were actually still able to come over here like earlier last year and we'd sit down to podcast and we're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to podcast on? What was the only thing that we didn't want to talk about, but it was the only thing on everybody's mind that I don't think any of us thought would still be a topic Are you re-recording right now? What? Are we recording? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, I didn't know. Oh. We just messed up, but but what would be the thing that we were like, I don't want to talk about this, but there's nothing else to talk about. And I guarantee you, none of us thought that a year later, we'd still be having the same topic to talk about. Does it begin with a C and end with an Ovid? <laughs> Ovid. 
Didn't we already talk about that? No, we haven't no. done that at all. We talked oh. about the chosen. We talked about the direction of the church. And oh yeah. no, it said that COVID didn't kill Travis. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, that's there was true. there was a brief yeah. mention. That was a brief mention of it. But I think let's just wrap up today's podcast. Which guys, I promise you, we were talking and we're trying to find ways to get more podcasts with you guys because we really do miss getting to podcast together and just sit down and talk through these different things. But from a biblical perspective, I mean, is the vaccine the mark of the beast? Has the tribulation already? Been oh, good. Oh, good. Ra- let's wrap up with this. So no, we can- but let's just say, like, <laughs> as later. Christians, kind of, we are nearly a full year into right. this whole COVID thing. Like, Travis is flipping I, his Bible. I well, we've had this. He's going to give you a 60-second yeah. discussion. On the, and I know we all keep independently that, having this right. question. The mark of the beast is economical. It has nothing to do with. But what are what, where are we at? And as believers, like, what? Where do we go from here? You know what I mean? Like, we're what do we have to fear? Where we're are currently we the apostate church in Revelation, like three. Wait, wait, three. It's, yeah, three. Okay. Got it. We're still going. Right. Yeah, right. we're going. Yep. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> I never sorry. stopped it. I'm giving everybody so all the goof ups. Today. Basically, can the vaccine be the mark of the beast? Mm. No. Not and here's and anywhere. here's the quick biblical reason because when you read the passages of Revelation and I'll read it just Forehead. in chapter thirteen here is I think where it is actually first mentioned, you'll see a pattern and as you go through the pattern is, the mark, is always in line with and always associated with worshiping the beast. Yep. So right now people are getting the vaccine with no like the, some are getting it just because they're told to, some are getting it out of fear of the virus you know this virus. There's tons of reasons, but it's not directly associated with worshiping the beast. Okay. Now, could it be because they're not trusting God? Sure. Um, But again, you know, and I, do I recommend you get it? I would say research it. You know, I personally am not going to get it, even though I work for a healthcare system, I will provide a religious exemption. Um, You know, there's, there's certainly some things of concern. Uh, You know, the fastest vaccine that was ever approved took four and a half years, and this was improved in six months. So let that sink in. And it's new technology, uh, mRNA, right? Messenger RNA, where it's instead of injecting your body with a like dead or weakened virus that your body naturally learns to fight off, they are reprogramming your cells to create the antibodies to fight this off. So it's highly technical, really, if you think about it. Um, And could it be effective? Sure. But there's a lot of concern here. There's a lot of things. So no, I personally do not think it's that. But here's here's an example. So uh, Revelation 13, uh, really, you got to keep in, everything in context. That's part of the problem, right? Mm-hmm. People want to read scripture. Um, verse 11, then I saw another beast coming out of the earth, uh, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon, right? So again, looking like an antichrist, uh, but being like Satan. He exercises all the authority of the first beast, beast in his presence, and he makes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast. Makes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose fatal wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down out of heaven to the earth in the presence of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth because of the signs which... It was given to him to perform in the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. And it was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many uh, as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Again, this is all the context of this. 
And he causes all, the small and the great, and the rich and the poor, and the free men and the slaves, to be given a, a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Right. And then it goes into here is wisdom. Let him. Sell. So, right. <laughs> so, yes. Can we see this laying a, pa a pattern that would then open up the mark coming? Right. This is sure. the, the groundwork right. being it's, laid. It's sure. creating sure, this. Absolutely. But has fire been called down out of the, no. you know, the, no, the Antichrist? Is... Are we seeing great signs? Is this like that's all in the context of getting the mark. So. It's always, this, and when you follow the mark mentioned later, it's always in those who receive the mark and worshiped the beast. Like it always has those two those phrases. Two are, to well, the connected. mark isn't just about a financial way of doing that. It is the worship of the beast. Right. Like that is the root of right. why. Right, and mark. I mean, like you just said, I mean, it's buy and sell. This is this is something that is this is obviously economical. This has nothing to do with a with a virus or anything else. Um, but I think you brought it a good point up, Heidi, when you said that people just want to overly apply everything that's going on right now to revelation, right? They go, okay, well, is Biden the antichrist? Is Trump the antichrist? Is this Obama, like obviously. Obama, the antichrist? It's like, you know, we, we need to quit trying to identify these things and trying to... Well, people to trying to figure out which seal we're on, apply. right? When the locust in Africa and all well, those, like, everybody's trying to connect that, yeah, Revelation. That now, that's, what, that's what a lot of the... Uh, a lot, I guess a lot of the post-tribbers say, that we're already in one of the seals now. That this is I mean, we've the, kind of jokingly a couple times been like, maybe we are getting... But I'm like, <laughs> you know, you, know, I mean? you like, discredit... You discredit... I mean, that's not a little, literal interpretation of Scripture, and you're discrediting... So many different things by saying that we are we are currently in this. This is this is tribulation uh, as the world has never seen before, and if you're not aware, yeah. I mean the world's seen some pretty gnarly tribulation. You know there was that there was that whole flood thing. There's yeah. I mean this this is this is something that's going to rival something that's happened in all time. You know this is something that certainly wouldn't fit 70 A.D. It wouldn't fit any other point in history. It's it's yet to come. So no, we are not in any form and any any part of Revelation. Like I said, we're still in the we're still in the letters to the churches. That's where that's where we're sitting. Uh, well, that's so. why I kind of you know you, we chuckle, but that meme of uh, it's like watching the fall of Rome, but with Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's more so what we're seeing is America has to lose its position. To some degree, whatever that might I think be, it's the we last, don't know. You know, it's so interesting hearing solid. It's almost, it gives me goosebumps now because it's hearing the teachers, hearing solid teachers say these things. Like, yeah. you know, I've heard MacArthur's come out and said it now. Um, I even, uh, uh, I forgot who else it was the other day, but they're coming out and just saying that, you know, we've turned a corner and now this is something that this is not, this is not isolated. This is not something that's small. It's like if somebody woke up out of a coma you know, from 1980 up in, in, into 2021. Oh, yeah, didn't J.D. Seeing, do yeah, that? Yeah, J.D. That did that too. One, yeah. But I mean, more more so just in the um, the sense of, you know, the, the, the birth pains being worldwide. I mean, and, and just this whole sense of the world is ready for man. this false sense of peace. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, yeah. 
what what the liberal the democrats are in what even biden's presidency well that's what i was gonna say this, that's what we said every time, time biden heal. would give a speech i'm like why wouldn't you vote for him like if you're of the world i mean he's promising but you this whole this peace, time to heal this is healing. this is straight up i mean that's that i mean that's just setting up this whole well, peace peace well did, i know this is totally another topic but have you all seen the first pope video it's literally called the pope video the Pope The video. Pope from... Oh, goodness. No, like... So the Pope released a statement. Okay. And then they, they did kind of... It's like a dramatic, like, view. And we'll have to look at it, and I won't oh, go into it? it right now. But it, it, it it's basically his whole ecumenicism in the sense of, like, we're all... If you just believe in God, we're kind okay. of all under yeah. the same umbrella. Okay. You know, Cause he was doing all oh, those creepy so videos the, with the people okay, of all the different. But remember those creepy it's videos really a couple years ago with him, with like all the leaders of all mm-hmm. the different faiths and this bringing this yep. one faith together, one world religion. Yeah. So that that's <sighs> again, that's part of this whole one religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One world government. All everybody's in this false sense of peace, and even even the Pope. No, I mean, not that Catholicism is true Christianity, but um, that's. You know, you can see everything just trending that way. Yeah. It's it's paving the path. It's worldwide. The and people it's, it's, are jumping in. Somebody posted the other day, I mean, the governments now, and, yeah. and all around the, um, I think it was somebody from our church posted the other day, but they're like, you know, the, the Germany, the Netherlands, all these different countries, governments are just in shambles. Yeah. And, and same thing in Israel right now. I mean, there's still, Israel's there's, struggling. this is worldwide. This isn't just us. So that's where a lot of times, you know, we've been, you know, people say, okay, well, you're being sensational because you're acting like the United States is the center of everything. And everybody always thought they were to this certain point. Yeah, but we haven't had the worldwide scope reach and disarray and this false sense of peace. Just we haven't had what Jesus said was going to happen and what we we appear to 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 see that that was written that was the direction that we were going to be going um, with this false sense of peace. So uh, just seeing the world, the way that it's been primed and ready for this recently, just even the more and more tougher it gets. And I just to, to cap it off that, but the the Pope video is, is him talking about prayer specifically. Hmm. uh, And it's um, a Catholic woman holding a rosary, if I'm not mistaken, like Italian, I think, mm-hmm. um, an uh, Arabic woman on her prayer mat, hmm. and then a Jewish man praying. And it's like, see, we're all praying. We're all people of prayer. We pray to the God. But now, you know, as Christians, we, we pray through Jesus. But, you know, it's this just. It's all the same. Right. It's all the same. It all goes not, to the same you know God, anything about it's scripture. It's all the same. Yeah. Um, you know, even the Muslims well, say, the say not the, three. That was the premise of the Abraham Accords. Yeah. Yeah. The three great faiths. Yeah. You mean the three great faiths? You mean the one? Right. Yeah. So that that's, it's all. The way, the truth, the, way, the, the, truth, the life. That's one. Not yeah. a way, a truth, a life. Well, and, and setting up for the, the whole um, uh, economical side of it. I remember sure. an article, July time frame, talking about global debt has skyrocketed. I mean, it was like $480 trillion dollars. Like nations have, a, oh, and, I and there's like a few of them. Some in Europe, I think. I know the U.S. I'm sure is still just adding to it, but 
a number of nations yeah are just they're just borrowing funny money from somebody i still haven't figured out who yet the rockefellers obviously who knows um (laughs) you know you throw soros in there i'm just saying yeah, it's but that's look true. at how this stuff has come in. Yeah, probably true. Yeah. But that's the thing is, is at some point Prove somebody's going to come along and be like, pay up. Yep. Yeah. Like I think we still, as America, we still owe China something like six to eight trillion dollars. But if I remember right, I mean, don't quote me as exact, but yeah, um, I thought over the last two decades we had borrowed some astronomical amount of money from them, uh, and then realized, uh oh, like they're not really our friends anymore. <laughs> You know, yeah. Trump burned that bridge. So. Yeah. Uh, and I get his reasoning, but hey, that's, you know. Yeah. And Biden's going to come along and be like, we're going to repair that. Like, mm-hmm. And they're going to make demands of you and you're going to fold yeah. so easily. Yeah. So it's I like, mean, our, uh, our, just, mm. our country is, is, is definitely, it's yeah. been heading down the tubes and this is only going to take it yeah. further yeah. down the road. Hey. But see, and that's why it's, I mean, the past four years have opened up for what we are the direction that it's going right now. Well, this had to happen to lay that groundwork. Because that would have never, I don't think we would have ever been this ready to give up everything right off the bat. But that's what's Mm. sad because even looking at the dead church today, you see how what the Antichrist will come and offer, they even will eat up. You know the world's going to eat it up. You know false religion, right? But like, mm-hmm. look at the dead church we have today. Oh, inside. They're already standing with one foot in the Antichrist system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you just, it's going to take but nothing to just hook, line, and sinker. There we go. Well, that's like the whole, the UK churches. We'll let you open. Yeah. Uh, but you got to wear masks. You can't sing. Yeah. So what exactly are you doing? I mean, obviously, I hope you're preaching the word too, but like. You know, that's kind of all, when you gather as a body in that sense, you're like that's, that's a common theme. You're worshiping God. Yeah. Um, and you're going to let the authorities dictate your worship of God. Yeah. A secular authority. Yeah, no, it doesn't okay work that. like right. that. So you, you're showing that, hey, God gets to do this, but only in this small little area of my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. does he have authority. But like, Romans 13, man, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, now we can have that discussion. Yeah. And that's but that's what's going to make, you know, the the persecution of the church is going to come. Christ is going to gather us. But you know, I, I think we also got to be ready for that. Yeah. Absolutely you, know, you do. It's, it's because we don't I mean there's no clear there's no clear answer in scripture to tell you how bad the persecution gets beforehand. Right. If we're expecting the same type of persecution that the apostles did, which I, I do, I believe that there's but no the church today there's no indication that we that. would not get martyred in there uh-huh. for that. Like I, there's nothing that says that we do, but there's no thought to make you think otherwise because once I mean with 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 Paul telling Timothy with what we read in, in every single epistle, you know, I mean, it's it's something that's getting worse and it's going to get more difficult for Christians and, and harder. Yeah. So that to me means the, up to the point of death. You know, so and, if you and, can't prioritize and that's the way that it studying is around scripture the world. in your home now. Right. So if you can't prioritize in your cushy little American life, making church a priority, being in a solid church, having your children sit down and listen. Right. You're not you're not making these things a priority and self-disciplining yourself already to do this. What makes you think you're going to last when things get for I just think it's it's time to ask. Start asking yourself those questions of am I truly ready to die for Christ? Am Mm -hmm. I truly ready to be imprisoned 
for Christ. Because this is something that could come to your doorstep here in your cushy American life. You don't know. I mean, it's not, we're not going to probably, we're not going to see it. I don't think we're going to see it like the first century, you know, Asia Minor area. We're, you know, we're, we're probably going to get did, that. But if it did, would you be ready? It'll, it'll begin in the cities. you are going to see, though, you sure, know, a lot absolutely. of your followers are homeschoolers. Yep. Listen. I say that, but if we went to like San, San Francisco or I something will. like I mean, that, it looks exactly it, like it did then. So. But then on the other hand, I get people who come to me all the day. I was actually just talking with the lady last week, and she said, well, I have to be invested in fighting these governmental things because I homeschool. And I said, okay, well, hold on. So the government is what gives you the ability to homeschool? That's where you're putting all your... So you're telling me then that if you can't with your power of whatever agency you're involving yourself in loses this case or, you know, it comes to that. Oh, it's because we didn't work hard enough. I didn't post enough Facebook posts and go to enough rallies and sit outside enough buildings and blah, 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 whatever. Like you have control That's over that. That's a post-millennial right. understanding. Yeah. Well, I think there's, there is a point of still proclaiming truth. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing is I don't, I don't like, but you but need that to should do not be your that regardless of, focus. of what the government right, because doing. we realize right. this is sure, collapsing. but now it's it's becoming a zealot. It's right. now it's coming to the point where if you're fighting this, this is getting to the point where automatically well, law is involved. Automatically, these things are so I think to a, a certain lot of extent. That, I think a lot of that comes down to motive. I think mm-hmm. I think some people think, oh, I'm I'm fighting this because it's the right thing, and sure. I've got to. And what Travis is saying, you know, absolutely there's a point where we are called to to fight for the biblical moral ground, even when we're losing, even when we know, you know, it's not, we still are called to stand on that. But how many people are fighting so nothing changes? That, yeah. And, if well, and are if you the, fighting is that because the purpose of your fight? Because you're afraid of the change. Right, but I think, my fight but I think is my point, life and how I live. But I think it. the, the point that she was saying too is it's a do. political, like the yeah, political fight, you're not going to win this political fight. You're, the, granted, there's, there's nothing wrong with standing firm on on these things, but investing in and expecting to get any type of good result from this, and and expecting that you're going to fight and burn it down and get it is, well, and here's a here's a good biblical example, John the Baptist. Exactly. So he spoke out yeah. against Herod Antipas, right? Right. Mm-hmm. If I got my names right, it's Herod, but it wasn't the great Herod right. the Great. Yeah, um, and. Was it Herod, no, Herod the Tetrarch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, not the. There's three technically. Yeah. Yeah. So Herod the Tetrarch, uh, who illegally took his brother Philip's wife yep. Herodias, who is technically his half sister, and married her. Yeah. yeah. Now John the Baptist he said, like, "Hey, called him out of sin." Now yeah. Herod is not a Jew. He's a governor. He's a false king. Really, he he went to Rome and asked to be king over him. They gave him authority over it, uh, but. He is, or his dad did, technically, Herod the Great. Um, he just inherited a fourth of it. He, uh, so he does all this, has Herodias as his wife. John the Baptist says, no, that's morally wrong. That's not your wife. That's your brother's wife. Like, so he's still holding a moral standard to a non-Jew. Yeah. Because that's really what it comes down to is God will still judge us according to the moral law because it's written on our hearts. Mm-hmm. So to stand up and call it what it is and say that this is wicked and evil, you should repent, is still correct. I think Absolutely. there's a, a point to yeah. it. And it should be then focused to the gospel. This is why you need to, because Jesus is Lord. He's coming. 
Uh, and if you're not in him, you're against him. There is no neutrality. Like, so that's what it is. But to expect what, did John, what happened to John, yeah. exactly. he got his head taken exactly. off. Exactly. So we cannot expect that, hey, we're just going to change a sinner's mind who is not in Christ, who has no reason. And a lot of this is humanist or uh, secular humanism anyways, where it's coming from an evolutionary non-God standpoint, where literally it's just whoever has the loudest voice, we get to make the rules. And if we don't agree with the rules, we get to change the rules. That's where everything's going to now. Um, so fighting these battles on the government level is really a losing battle. Yeah. Well, and and what are you doing this is in not your day-to-day -day life? And quite simply, the, the comparison can be made to Christ in Rome in the first century. Christ did not come to overthrow Rome. They were doing lots of bad things. Mm -hmm. were, I mean, you clearly see in Paul's letters that the Rome, they did disgusting things. They did things that Jews wouldn't even think about doing. And it was Jesus wasn't standing up there saying, "Hey, let's let's Band change together, the political change framework of, of the of how this is where I'm not saying that there wasn't any room to to obviously want to to change some of these things down the road, but uh, but that he didn't come to overthrow Rome. I mean, though, right. there, there's always this sense of the world's going to operate the world's the way the world's going to operate, and Satan influences kings. And, and, and how we don't, we don't get that understanding, we, and, and not just kings, but this is, all, I mean, it's, it's all politics. It's, it's everywhere in politics. This is where he does most of his work because it affects our everyday lives. Right. It's, and, it's where most of our morality is in this country. And, and listen, Satan doesn't have to influence just the crazy. No. Like, like that's just man in his, his fallenness. Oh, yeah, we do that Satan comes own. along and says, <laughs> you don't exactly need Jesus. Just be moral enough. Yeah. Be good enough. Sure. That's the an angel that's of the more light. dangerous one, yeah. right? It looks um, good. It sounds good. And yeah. So. But. All right, we're all getting all in the right. Yeah, <laughs> we're from Alexis. Alexis. We got to finish Alexis. the enchiladas. <laughs> Alexis. Alexis. Yeah, now well, it's because we got to cook two pans. Okay, this and was the, the pre-enchilada podcast and now we and need I think to get 30 to minutes the ago Heidi said just to wrap this up. We had to touch on COVID though. Come on. And then the five topics after that. Right, exactly. Well, we just miss you guys, and we're glad that we get yeah. a podcast together. Look, we got one. How long did this end up being? An go, hour people. and 24 minutes. There you That's go, not people. terrible. For That's us, actually it's not pretty for good. Us, it's not that long. <laughs> I mean, Travis's testimony is four hours. So. People actually listen to it? Oh, that's oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised. We did. All right, guys. Well, hopefully we will get this figured out so we can do more with Travis and Alexis. Of course, you guys can come over to APBibleChurch.com and see, you know, the teachings and all the other things. But otherwise, uh, we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Bye, guys. Take care.